bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. It's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees, we got them all. So listen up, because we, 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 we got the buzz. Turn down the buzz! Utes fans, it's another Swoop Saturday podcast presented by the Hive Sports. I'm your host, Zach Rieger, and I don't know about you, but I missed the posty. I know I did it a few weeks ago, but I didn't do it last week, and I apologize for that because he definitely needs to be played more especially with a Utah-based podcast. But anyways, like I said, I'm your host, Zach Rieger. You can follow me on Twitter at ZachRieger18. And you can follow The Hive Sports while you're at it, at The Hive Sports. Pretty self-explanatory there. Utes Nation, what could have been? We are now just five days away from what would have been another Utes 1-0 start, let's be honest. On September 3rd, the Utes were planning on hosting BYU for the Holy War. It will have been the 101st meeting between the two squads. But, you know, everything hit, everything happened. But we're not going to be sad. This is a positive podcast. We're going to be happy. And instead, we're going to be doing something. This is going to be a two-part podcast. And this is part one, obviously. And we're going to talk about the top 10 holy war games in history this episode we'll talk about the games 6 through 10 on my list that i came up with and next week we'll go through number one through five and who knows maybe i'll have a guest with me so it's not it won't just be me in the studio but enough about next week we'll figure all that out when the time comes so let's talk about this week but before we get into that I just want to list off a few fun kind of Holy War stats to kind of get us going. So, like I said, 2020 would have been the 101st, which means they have had 100 meetings, which is kind of just a cool round number for us to do a top 10 game series, just because it's 100. It's perfect. Uh, Utah leads that all-time series, no surprise, 62, 34, and 4. But Utah and BYU are actually tied for their longest win streak at 9. Utah did it from 1929 to 1937, and then also from 2010 to 2019, and is still on that present win streak. And then BYU from 1979 to 1987, that's when they had their win streak of 9. And when you look at the history, Utah's largest margin of victory was 49 to nothing in 1922, as opposed to BYU's largest margin of victory, which was 56-6 to in 1980. But we're not going to talk about that Jim McMahon scoreboard. You guys can't see me, but quotes, scoreboard, I get it, I guess. Um, so yeah, we're not going to talk about that, but that was their largest margin of victory for them. And in the series, honestly, I guess we'll give them that one year. <laughs> the difference about that is... Since they do have the larger, largest margin of victory, (laughs) if that makes sense, they had a lot less blowouts than Utah did. Utah's been running the series ever since it began, all the way back in 1896. So, 
I'm not too worried about losing out on the largest margin by one point. <laughs> and then just kind of another fun thing. Before this year, this strange 2020 year that it's been that I've seen I have to bring up every episode because that's just how 2020 is. The last break from the Holy War was 2014, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show. But then before that, it was not between 1943 and 1945, and that's when BYU could not field a team because of World War II. So just some fun facts before we kind of get going, help set the scene a little bit before we get into my 6 through 10 list. And let me tell you, this list was kind of difficult for me. There have been so many good games and so many great moments, as I know you guys are aware of. And it's hard to come up with a list because some of the games, the games themselves, they were crazy, wild finishes, blocked field goals, last-second touchdowns, crazy in themselves. But both teams finished with a 500 record, or teams, they it doesn't mean much for the season except for the Holy War bragging rights. But then some games, they were blowouts, but they were huge. They kept Utah... They were huge. They they were huge. They kept Utah's undefeated seasons alive. So it's kind of hard to find that balance of, okay, well, where do you rank those? And that's why it's all personal opinion when it comes down to it. All these games I'm going to be talking about today and next week... It's all my list. It's me personally, what I believe are the best moments and best games. And I I would just love to hear your thoughts after you hear my list. There will be an article out in a couple weeks detailing the whole list. I can go back and reference it. And I want to hear it because I know there are going to be some disagreements. There's going to be, oh, this one should be number five instead of number four. Just even some small things like that. But it's just always fun to do these kind of lists and... When it's a rivalry as long and as 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 long and as distinguished as this holy war between Utah and BYU, it's just it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to look up and research and come up with this list. I encourage you guys to come up with your own list. You know, send it to me. I'd I'd love to see it, and I'd love to kind of talk with you, have a conversation. Just who knows? <laughs> They're a lot of fun. So, here we go. What you've been waiting for. Let's start with number 10. For number 10, I had to I had to do it. You guys might be upset at me. I understand. I had to do the very first contest. In 1896, Utah won by a score of... Oh, you guys are going to love this offensive explosion. They won 12-4. It was their first game of the year. And Utah went on to have a season record of three and two. Man, eighteen ninety six. That was that was a while ago. You know, it was the head coach was C. B. Ferris in his first season with the University of Utah. They played those five games. They went three and two, like I said, and they actually played Brigham Young Academy. Three times they went two and one. They end up losing once, eight to six. I know another offensive shootout, as I think pre nineteen hundred, pre twentieth century football was very high scoring. You know, you always hear about that. In fact, I have it pulled up here. 
their five games what it was. So the Holy War first game, Brigham Young Academy, one twelve to four. Then they played them again, one six nothing. Then they played the Salt Lake City Crescents, and they lost zero to four. Tough game, you know. Then they played Brigham Young Academy again, lost eight to six, like I mentioned. And then they played Salt Lake City High School, and they won six to four. So yeah, I see high school. I'm just I can't even fathom what college football was like in 1896. I would love to just go back in time and just see how it was. I mean, they played a high school team, and it it was an official win for them. So just really weird. Uh, their conference was independent, but just very interesting to me. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I had to. I know there are a lot greater games. There are definitely 10 greater games than the 1896 game over Brigham Young Academy, but I had to, I had to bring it up. You know, I've always enjoyed history, so I had to. My bad. And I know I've said Brigham Young Academy a lot, and there's actually where some controversy lies because if you ask a lot of BYU fans the rivalry the holy war actually started in 1922 when it was BYU Brigham Young University not Brigham Young Academy but I like to start it where it officially started which I think was the 1896 Brigham Young Academy versus University of Utah but honestly either way in 1922 Utah still won 49 nothing as I mentioned earlier. So either way, Utah still won the very first outing. And in between that 1896 to 1922 period, Utah just absolutely dominated Brigham Young University slash Academy. So that controversy, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it it happened either way, and I wanted to bring up the very first 1896 matchup and one more thing with 1896 then we'll get to some more actual you know more recent games you know I just want to kind of bring into context as you hear 1896 oh that was a long time ago obviously but I just looked up a few inventions uh, that actually happened after 1896 so this game took place before vacuums were invented before air conditioning was invented before the coffee filter, which, if you're anything like me, that's a very important invention that happened in the early 1900s. So these guys couldn't have any coffee pregame. Might be might be a good thing, honestly. And then here's one that I think is really funny and just crazy to me. This contest happened before the invention of plastic. Plastic is everywhere. Every, everything's made out of plastic. Like, that is crazy to me that... This game happened before plastic was made. So just some kind of adding on to the fun facts there. But let's go on to number nine because let's let's get into some football talk. No more talk about plastic or coffee. And I will say that my number nine game is the one that happened in 2015. Yes, the Holy War in Sin City. And I love that nickname so much. The Holy War, you know, based off religion. Church of Latter-day Saints versus the public school. You know, it's the Holy War. And then, where should any Holy War be? Obviously, Sin City in Las Vegas. And what makes this great is it was such an unexpected matchup. 
and it was the very first Holy War game to be in the postseason. So not in the regular season. This was during their 2014 and supposedly 2015 hiatus where they weren't going to play. I said I was going to bring it up a little bit later, earlier in the show. This is kind of it. They weren't supposed to play in 2014 or 2015. But this kind of happened unexpectedly. And it was also the very first Holy War game that happened at a neutral location. Sin City. And you end up winning this game 35-28. It was a close one. It was a bowl game, the Las Vegas Bowl. So, wanted to bring it up. It's a little bit lower on my top 10 list. Or a little bit higher, whichever way you want to look at it. I'm going to say lower. A little bit lower on the list just because... Yes, it was a close game. Yes, it was postseason, but, you know, definitely deserving of the top 10. But there are a lot more games that had a lot more to it, but very fun. The Holy War in Sin City, fantastic game. And now for number 8, 2005. A fun fact about this game in 2005 between Utah and BYU, it was the very first overtime game in the Holy War. That's... A very long time with no overtime games. Started in 1896 to 2005, or I guess 2004, and no overtime games. That is unbelievable. Even if you take BYU start and make it 1922 to 2004 or 2005, that is a crazy amount that they've played so consistently and never an overtime game. Which is why, to me, it made the list. Because, obviously, it went to overtime. That also means it's a very close game. Utah ended up winning 41-34 in this matchup. But there's another reason why this 2005 matchup was so deserving of a top 10 appearance, in my opinion. And that's because 2005 was the year Urban Meyer left. He went to Florida. So, Utah was looking for a new head coach. Funny enough... BYU was also looking for a new head coach. And so our present day head coach, Kyle Whittingham, and alongside Kyle Whittingham was BYU head coach Bronco Mendenhall. First off, amazing name. Love it. Bronco Mendenhall. Great football name. Didn't like the team he was coaching for, obviously, but overall, the name, A+. So they both started as head coaches. Already two rivals both get new coaches in the same year. And so obviously there has to be a rivalry there. Like that's just, that's too much. Like that's perfect. And they actually did form a pretty big rivalry just because of that as well. Whittingham ended up winning the series 7-3. to And honestly, part of the reason why it was such a big rivalry between the two was because Whittingham was actually offered the BYU job, but he turned it down and accepted the Utah offer amazing for Utah fans, honestly. That's that's perfect. And how I mentioned earlier, it was actually pretty funny. So how this was a great game over time. Both first-year head coaches, 41-34, final score, close game. This is one of those times when it really didn't matter too much on a broader scale because both of these teams ended the season 6-5. and five. It's actually very funny how similar BYU and Utah was in the year 2005. It was pretty fun. Just another kind of fun fact about this game before I move on to the next one on my list. 
the Utes were actually underdogs because their starting quarterback got hurt the week before. So junior college transfer Brent Radcliffe uh, came in and played this game. He only played three snaps the week before, no other time before that, and he stunned the Cougars. He went 17 of 32 for 240 yards and four touchdowns, which is already amazing in its own. But then he also added 112 rushing yards with a touchdown there. Accounted for all five of the Utes touchdowns. Fantastic game for him, even though the Utes were underdogs in that game. Overall, 2005, great year. I think very deserving to be on this list. And for number seven... We'll take it one year before that in 2004. Now how I said how 2005 was one of those games that didn't really matter on a broader scale, but was just a great game. Had some meaning with the new coaches, and there was a backup quarterback involved, which is always interesting. So, like, there was that, but then in 2004, the game itself, Utah won 52-21. to Everyone knows 2004 as a Utah fan. That's Alex Smith came in, destroyed everyone he played. Fantastic. And so this one, the game itself was not too much, but the meaning behind this, the broader scale, 2004 was so important for Utah as a team and as a program. So to kind of set the scene, heading into this Holy War game, Utah was 10-0, and then they won. So this was huge because this is the win that clinched the Fiesta Bowl for the Utes. Without this game, if they would have lost, if they would have, you know, laid a goose egg, rivalry hit. Because, you know, rivalry games, they happen. One team can be really good, one team can be really bad. But, you know, rivals, there's always something interesting. It's never a gimme win in a rivalry. So if something like that would have happened... Utah would not have played in the Fiesta Bowl. They would not have become the first non-BCS conference team to play in the BCS Bowl. So that just will have changed all of Utah history because that was such a huge year. Who knows? Alex Smith might not have been the number one overall pick in the NFL draft the year before. I still think he probably would have been, but it's something to think about. But Utah came in, took care of business, 52-21, and they did become the very first non-BCS conference team to play in a BCS Bowl, being the Fiesta Bowl. That was huge. That was fantastic. And what do they do when they get this huge shot? This is crazy, record-breaking. You'd think there might be some pressure. They have to play Pitt. And they won 35-7. to Fantastic. If there was a playoff back then, Utah might have had a very good shot. Actually, they might not have. They definitely would have had a very good shot. I think, who knows? Cobra National Champs being undefeated, destroying Pitt in the Fiesta Bowl. Great year, 2004. Had to bring it up. Had to be on the list. Number seven on my list. To number six, the last one I'm going to talk about today. And then you'll have to wait a whole week. I know it'll be tough, but I know you guys can do it. I'm going to talk about 2008, which is actually pretty similar to 2004 where the game wasn't too close but it was very impactful Utah won this game 48-24 to over BYU and the funny thing about this one was that the game was actually very close after three quarters of play Utah was only up 27-24 like that's a game 
And to bring matters even in, to bring matters in even more, wow, (laughs) Utah was number 8 in the country and BYU was number 16. This is a huge game and it's close heading into the fourth quarter. Everyone's throwing their fours up in the sky. Huge moment. And what happens? Utah scores 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Wins 48-24. Brian Johnson, the quarterback, was fantastic. Unbelievable, honestly. He was 30-36 of for 303 yards and four touchdowns. This game kept Utah perfect, which allowed them to play Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. This got them to the Sugar Bowl. Once again, only four years later, not as a BCS team yet. They still weren't in the Pac-12. And then they go and play Alabama. And what do they do? They win 31-17 to over them. I know I talked to my very first podcast here with the Hive Sports with Daniel. I talked with them about this game, how I watched this game as a kid, and I was like, oh my gosh, Utah just won. They just beat Alabama. That's crazy, 2008. Even though the game itself, 48-24, it was actually pretty close through three quarters, and just the impact that it had, Utah beating Alabama, and they still have that 1-0 record on Alabama. Not many teams have a winning record against Alabama, but Utah does, and they should wear that proudly because they deserve it. But none of that would be possible without Utah showing up and beating BYU in the Holy War in 2008, which is part of the reason why it has to be on my list. As you can tell, I kind of have some of those games I mentioned earlier where the games are just great, but doesn't have a huge impact on the season, and then... Also having games that might be blowouts, but they had a huge impact. So I have a pretty good balance of them both. That's it. Those are the only games that I'm going to talk about today. You guys will have to come back here next week to hear my 1 through 5. You guys are definitely not going to want to miss it. So definitely check back here next Saturday. It's going to be fantastic. There's going to be some huge games. A lot more stuff to talk about. Like I said, there might be a special guest joining me to talk about it. Who knows? I don't want to give anything away. But definitely before I go, make sure to subscribe and to rate us five stars. I know I'd appreciate The Hive Sports would appreciate it. We're working so hard to give you all the news in on sports in the state of Utah. Even with everything going on and will there be sports, will there not be sports, no matter what, we will not stop. Definitely give us a follow on social media at The Hive Sports. Give us those five stars. I know I definitely appreciate it personally. And thank you. Have a great soup Saturday. And go Utes. We'll play a little posty just to set your mind right, just to end it. Baby, could you? I got too much on my mind right now. I ain't got the time to get you sent around. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next week. Dumb.
TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.